Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Nice setup. It's good. It's getting there. It's new. Second time it's had a run. We did all, all virtually the whole year last year <laughs> offline. Yeah. Nice. I should have recorded. I did record it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to the sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson and his Dane Expectorates, it's hump day with Swanee and friends. Oh, uh, what? Expectorate. With Dane Swan and Samantha mean? Richards. Cough. Yeah. Why would you just say cough? Expel any of your bodily fluids. So it means cough, ejaculate. Oh well, you don't piss, get that. You poo. Mouth. Is that what it means as well? Actually, sneeze. <laughs> don't think you can do it out your mouth. Oh, unless unless you somehow got ejaculate in your mouth. Well, people have been known to get it in their mouths. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Well, before we get to our guest, <laughs> before we get to our guest, who who, who he he he, he, he does understand he's lowered himself <laughs> uh, by by coming in. <laughs> I've just got, and we've got a lot of questions to ask as well later. Okay. But just one, I've got to ask off the top. This is from Toddy. Uh, Dane, could you cope being paid $80,000 to do fuck all in silence, unlike our whinging tennis players stuck oh. in a hotel room? Um, That's yeah. our topic of the day. Yes, I could. Yeah. I think you'd be quite good at it, actually. Um, yeah, absolutely. For how long? 40. 14 days, 80, 80K. Oh. Well, yeah, well, good God, it'd be tough, but I'd, I'd get it done. I'd get it done. Um, yeah, they're complaining, but what else they got to do? <laughs> That's true. Um, grass is always greener, but yeah, I think I could do it. Could yeah. you? Could anyone here? I think we could. Could anyone in here not do it? Uh, I could definitely do it. In fact, I'd, I'd do Easy. yours, and I'd do yours, and I'd do yours. <laughs> yeah, so I'd do but, but mind you, if yeah. I had. No get Novak Djokovic money, Roger Federer money, rough out and up, prob- no way in hell. That's true. Yeah. If, if, yeah. I, if I was a battler just trying to make me way, trying to make some money, like obviously the like big me. dogs don't need it. So fucking no way I'd be here. It's ridic- Everything like, has to be in context. Exactly. Yeah. Kerry, Kerry Packer was not a big punter because he never had his last 20 bucks on a horse. Right. Mm. right? That's context. Right. Yeah. yeah, same type of thing. Hey, speaking of doing fuck all, yesterday I'm on the couch. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the Tiger Woods documentary. Oh yeah, just now, because. You, well, because yeah, I, was no, I haven't seen it yet. I was, <laughs> I was waiting for I was waiting for part two to come out. Yeah, it's now out. Okay, well, yeah. well, sorry. There you um, go. I will watch it. Though. I will sit down and watch it. I was busyish over the weekend, and then um, 
what was yesterday? Yesterday, Monday. Oh, yeah. He first had a new job yesterday. I had something else on. And then um, today, the, the basketball. NFL was on yesterday. That's what I was watching. Yeah. And then um, then <coughs> I just didn't get around to it today. It's, yeah. it's only 2.30. <laughs> you, you will. Sometime. But I will. I will. I will. Taking Barney for a so walk. So I thought I'll yeah. ring my mate Marco Allen. Because he would have watched it, and he actually hadn't. But now he has, and he's been nice <laughs> to come in and lower his standards. Hello, Thanks, Marco. Mate. Hello, everybody. Thank nice you. to be here. Uh, Rachel, you could tell one of the highlights on the Tiger. Ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh. Can, I, can I give you a quick story? Because yes. Tiger Woods, the whole reason this whole thing broke down with he and his wife was because of a cab ride in Las Vegas. So Tiger you was seeing this mm. woman. <laughs> Her name is Rachel. You can yeah. tell she's a hottie. Yeah, there's no getting around that. Although these days she's, she's got the biggest lips I've ever right. seen in my life, like going crazy. <laughs> sausages. But back in the day, she was a star. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tiger was telling her in the back of this cab, "Hey, listen, come down to the Australian Masters. I've got the top floor of some place called Crown Casino. Uh, Have you been up there? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's not bad. It is real <laughs> nice. The sweets, yeah. the sweets are unbelievable. Stop there. Sorry." Did you notice why Dade just asked yeah. you a question just so he could say that he has? Been no, well, unless unless it's like the whole. I've never been to a apartment up there where it's literally the whole top floor. I've been, I've been to a couple of like the the big suites, but not the whole top floor. I've had yeah. to go in a couple of doors in elevate like off an elevator. Have you had dinner in the Crystal Club? No, I'm yeah. not usually eating dinner when I'm in Crown, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so he's telling Rachel, "Listen, come to come to Melbourne. You've got the top floor. We'll be there." You're the one for me. <laughs> and he gets out of the cab. It's a $15 cab fare. Tiger gives the cab driver 20 bucks. This is Tiger Woods, mind you. He's mm. worth a billion dollars and waited for the change. <laughs> <laughs> the cab driver was so incensed, he called the National Enquirer on the strength of that phone call. The National Enquirer sent a photographer to Crown Casino and waited Rachel, you could tell the turn What time up. of the year was this? This L- was lot before November 2009. Is yeah. when he was in Vegas. Uh, that, that was November. So early November, or early October. All right, yeah. I'm just putting it together. Yeah. October, this happened. And then not but, long after, he had to, I think, pay his missus $500 million. <laughs> so five, <laughs> five bucks. Five bucks. The moral of that story. Exactly. <laughs> Tip the cab driver. Yeah, exactly. Don't be a tight ass. <laughs> When you're trying to be a creep, That's yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> so we won't we won't spoil the doco. Other than out of ten, how do you rank it? I I, I thought it was sensational. Yeah, and I've heard some criticism too because yeah, it's it's not something you can have your primary school aged kids there watching because it gets grubby. I mean, they're talking about tampons in they, they, they go to extremes. So what? my kids couldn't watch it, <laughs> but um, they needed to show that stuff. To emphasise, along with the three back surgeries, the chipping yips, which is I've never seen anyone get past the chipping yips in golf, but he did, and then to finally win the US Masters. So it's not a grubby story about Tiger; it's actually a documentary on the greatest comeback in the history of sport. It's a bit different to like the Last Dance, where that was just all a real positive yeah. piece on Jordan and stuff like that. Where what I've heard and read. It's actually they get in the mud, they get yep. in the weed, and yep. get in the weeds, and it's actually oh, they show some stuff that yeah. you can't have the kids in the room for. You, yeah. can, you just can't. And the back surgeries and you know, just everything he did, amazing, amazing comeback. And and, and the uh, that particularly off the back of running running with the bulls, it, it it really is so stark because you can tell that running with the bulls 
I'm right in saying that running with the balls. Uh, so what, 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 the last dance. The last dance. We're talking about a thing in Spain. Yeah. I was exactly. like, okay, jeez, <laughs> you've gone. Yeah, the last dance. So um, Jordan had that footage. Um, I know you know the story, but he had it for 20 years, mm. yeah. and it was only and and the people weren't allowed to touch it Amazing. unless he okayed it. So the, the whole sell to Jordan was how can we do this doco with your approval? Yeah. So they were never going to touch the marriage breakup or anything else. But with this, it would. And, and I've heard a couple of interviews with the guys who made it, and they said, no, it would have been worse if Tiger Woods approved it. I was going to say, I'm assuming Tiger had nothing to do with this. No. Zero. Hates it. Yeah. He didn't want it out there. <laughs> Did not want it out There's some real cringy stuff. Like you go back and look at the apology. Remember when he had to apologise yeah. and he um, hugged his mum afterwards? I mean, so. Because time rigid. heals all wounds. So you think, like, people, because he's come back, because he's come back, um, and he's obviously won the, the US Masters yeah. and stuff like The people have sort of. It's just in the back of people's heads now oh, that it, it yeah. was a deviant or whatever he did. So, but now this judges it all back up again. Well, I, I reckon, you know what? I reckon there was a bit of you're a black person in a white person's world, and you know there was that the chairman of Augusta, horrendous. The chairman of Augusta National made a great effort to really scold him before the tournament. Give him, give it to him between the eyes. We don't condone. If Fred Couples <laughs> or Nick Feldo, I'm sure they do, or whoever else did the same thing, there's yeah. no way Billy Payne's doing that. Yeah, I'm sure they do. It's just they don't have the mm. the profile that Tiger Woods does. Oh, I agree. Well, th- this was the other question that I wonder if he was the last superstar, real megastar, to get away with a different world. Now in the in the celebrity era yep. of because they, they were showing him. Obviously, bits and pieces at Vegas had, had got out, but yeah. late noughties, if we call it, not everyone had a camera phone. Now everyone's got a camera yeah. phone and all those things. I reckon it'd be so much harder to get away with. Oh, my word, it's harder to get away with shit now. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean it's harder to get away with? You sound like you're speaking from current experience. No, no, no I'm sorry about current. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just my feeling. <laughs> well, I've got to say. My general perception. Marco touching it. There was a, there, that, that scene did remind me of you, Dane, but it, not, not in a bad way. When he got up and apologised, I just thought he should have had Dane Swan as his manager saying, perfect. you're better off working at McDonald's the rest of your life than apologise to people you don't give a fuck about. Could you imagine Tiger Woods walking up to the podium with his apology, <laughs> like yeah. tearing it up and putting on a Macca's cap and just walking yeah. well, up the, the, the Conor McGregor, I'm here to apologise to absolutely nobody. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think that would be great. Um, well, he was very good, but do you think, obviously, do you think he was, he was obviously unbelievable on it? On the on the field, do you reckon he was better off it? Well, <laughs> no, yeah, you know what? I don't. You don't because I reckon he could walk in any room in Las Vegas, and you know, it's, yeah. it's all set up. I, I think there are other people who are better at it. Yeah. Then you know, probably he was. Yeah. But gee, they painted the picture that you know the sex addict stuff and <laughs> the sex addict. Do you think that laugh. was a? Do you think, is that just the copy? You get in trouble? Oh, like, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going <laughs> like the sex. Like, honestly, we've been around 40,000 years because we're all addicted to sex. <laughs> yeah. if, if we, we all could get it as much sex, as he, as he could, we all would. If we weren't, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the human race would have stopped ceasing before yeah. it started. Exactly. So we brought Samantha in as our voice of reason for your mate and our mate, Scotty yeah. Cummings. And, and, and Samantha, there's a voice of reason here. When you hear sex addict, <laughs> do you, does your bullshit detector go off? 
Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Particularly if it's coupled with a, with a public apology of yes. someone who's in the spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's some creep sitting down the park well, with his hand down his pants a type of and hasn't showered in yeah. a week, in a like week a he's, he's probably yeah. Yeah, he's a, a sex addict. <laughs> yeah. How do you reckon sex holic anonymous goes? <laughs> Reckon they go there just to find sex partners? Oh, 100%. <laughs> a very interesting uh, take on that situation. Can we dial up a sex <laughs> place and just see, say, well, hey, listen, I'm really addicted to sex. <laughs> what do I have to do? What are the next steps? How go, does that go with like your cookies in on your phone? Because then. Yeah, I might no. just walk in with like the fake nose, mustache, and glasses. And <laughs> I don't think anyone can pick you. Yeah, either. exactly. <laughs> Should we corner. send him undercover yeah. for next week's episode? I'd love, mate, I'd love to hear their stories. Though. I think that mate, you could write a book on some of their stories. <laughs> Probably write a few. I, I think you should do that. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, undercover. Yeah. Oh, that show, Undercover Boss. I'll just go in undercover and all the just get in the mud with undercover sex. Yeah, exactly. I've got to spoil one. I've got to spoil one here from so when uh, Charles Barkley, the fair trifecta, Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan, and Tiger Woods. Oh, that's a lethal pa- combo. Into a bar. Uh, partying in Vegas, and it was a Brian Gumble or it was one of those guys. Yeah, Brian Gumble said said uh, Mike uh, Tiger Woods said to Michael Jordan, "What should I say to the girls? What do you think the answer was?" You probably don't have to say much. Just say, just say, I'm Tiger Woods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just say exactly. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so without spoiling the doco, so we move back a bit. Without, without yeah. spoiling it, yep. I don't care if you hate golf. Yes. If you are a sports person yeah. and you like sport, you have to watch the documentary just to see and understand. The greatest comeback in sports history. Yep, and it's dealing with fame, and it's also mm. dealing with uh, father father oh, son yeah. issues. Oh, Earl, uh, he, his father it was, was telling anyone who would listen that he was like the Dalai Lama of life, and he was going to not just be the greatest golfer who ever lived. He was yes, going to change person, the yeah. world <laughs> for the better. He's saying that Tiger Do was you think the he Dalai has? Lama. Yeah, no. No. no, no, I don't. I think he's changed golf for the better. Yeah. Was that the world? Oh, maybe Earl's world. <laughs> not my world. <laughs> so, do you know there's there's footage on YouTube? You can find it. This is not a spoiler uh, of him on That's Incredible when he's three. Did you no, know that? No. There's Tiger Woods, and, and they bring him out as the the freak kid in, in quotation marks, and he starts ha- having a hit with yeah. Bob Hope and all these. Had a putting oh. competition with Bob Hope. A yeah. freak at golf? Or yeah, yeah. So by the age of three, he could all. Not sure they knew he was a sexual freak at yeah. three. <laughs> I think that's accurate. Yeah, probably a tad early. Um, so, uh, is, is he the best golfer you've ever seen? Yeah, yeah he's the best golfer who's ever lived. And lived. Uh, because he won four majors in a row. Now, the people will say, oh, Bobby Jones won the Grand Slam. Bobby Jones won the British Open, the US Open, and two amateur events. Now, I don't know. I reckon you might have won a couple of rounds in the US Amateur back in 1925. <laughs> I really do. So, average height was five two. <laughs> but to, to win four majors in a row, uh, when you've got the caliber of player and the competition levels, no one will ever do that again, ever. And you know, to win the 15 majors in today's world, Jack's won 18, but Jack Nicholas, yeah. uh, to win 15 in today's world. Untouchable. No one to get close. So what did you... Because you were in the States at what age? Because you, you went to... Uh, yeah, uh, I got there when I was 18 and left yeah. when I was 20. Yeah. So that was that late 80s? Uh, yeah. Late 80s. Late yeah. 80s. What did you hear of Tiger Woods coming through the ranks then? Because he was a uni star before he... Yeah, well, he was a little bit younger than me. We just kept on hearing about this uh, black kid from Los Angeles who yeah. was going to, you know, turn golf on its head. No, I believed it because you hear that all the time about players. Yeah. 
Yeah, Aaron Bradley was going to turn golf on its head. He's a lovely player, but he's done hardly that. So, yeah. I mean, anything can happen. So going from that I'm untouchable as a teenager level to you know, being Nick Faldo or Greg Norman or Jack Nicholas, there's a... Yeah, you're at level one, and there's a uh, 150 levels to, yep. to get to that spot. To, uh, so, so we heard about that sort of stuff. Uh, once he started winning uh, U.S. amateurs in a row, so he won three in a row, and that was on the back of three U.S. junior amateurs in a row. So six in a row. Uh, that was no one was ever going to beat that record. And then, of course, when he played in his first Masters as a professional and won by 12 shots. Uh, he got everybody's attention <laughs> in 1997. And that's yeah. what adds to the doco because the, the footage is so good. But uh, back to the father-son side of things, uh, you you don't give the impression that Billy Swan was a real pusher of Dane, young Dane Swan? Um, <laughs> I remember, well, I remember one um, story or one thing happened when I was, I think I was under 16s at Westy at West Meadows and I was playing the... You know, dad had watched you know watched me every game, and um, he was yelling at me from the sidelines. He was never one to yell or come in at the quarter time or three quarter time after the coach had spoken and go, "Listen, fuck what he said. Go and get the footy stuff." Or if you get inside fifty, have a shot. Or it was none of that. He said, "Listen to your coach and stuff, lad. Maybe give me some advice on. Probably should give me some more advice on my kicking, if we're being honest. So <laughs> he probably let me down there, but um, he he was he was yelling at me." Um, over the from the boundary, and I mustn't have been trying. I must have done something wrong. So I'd had enough of it. So in the middle of the game, I sat down, crossed my legs, and put my fingers in my ears for <laughs> probably about thirty seconds while the ball was going on around me. So um, Dad got the message got pretty the message. quick, smart. <laughs> like, just to not be doing that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, he wasn't one to. He didn't really push me into footy. Yeah. But like I've, I've always said, it wasn't a massive dream of mine to play a fellow. I just did it because. We didn't have online games back then. We just everyone was outside kicking a ball and footy. And I was a great social thing, so I know I got better, got better and better. And for some reason they drafted me. So yeah, he was not one to um to, to push me into, into footy. Our day. It's funny. I, I knew your dad because when he was playing, I, I knew two. I knew uh, Cook. Freddie Cook, Freddie Cook. Yeah. I knew Freddie Cook, and I knew I know so a bit your different, dad. bit different characters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I knew your dad. Yeah, he was a star. Yeah, he's very dad. good. He was a star player. Yeah. Um. So, with the father son side of things, of someone that was really pushing him, mm. what other context did you get through the doco, and what? And also, I'm going to ask you this via the prism of being now a, a father yourself, because Dane's a, Dane's on the way. Hey? Might need some yeah, I've got a month to go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that know. is amazing. It's something. He looks yeah. good, doesn't he, Faye? Yeah, That's exactly. Regular. I'm telling yeah, you, I'm if we don't have it. some kind of reality program, <laughs> Dane the dad. Yeah. We're pregnant together. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, look, I, I, when you watch what Earl was doing, a lot of it was great. Yeah. A lot of it was too far. But I think Tiger Woods' skill overrided the whole lot. Yep. So I was afraid. If if Earl did that to me yep. growing up, I, I, I would have killed him. <laughs> I would have killed Earl. <laughs> really early in our relationship. <laughs> but Tiger was a different character and he had so much skill and so much ability. He was shooting 65s when he was 14 years old. You know? Year old lady. What? What's that? Shooting 65-year-olds. No, shooting... <laughs> that's a score in golf. Oh, <laughs> so a score in golf. Oh, okay. Seven under at most courses. He, he did have a problem. <laughs> so he was, he was doing some amazing yeah. things at a very young age. So I think Earl completely lucked out. 
Yeah. Completely got lucky with his kid. And some of his training really worked. Yeah. But the one that I can't cop is he kept on fiddling with his keys or saying stuff when, you know, golf's a very quiet sport. If someone talks when you're backswing, Dane, you wouldn't understand this playing AFL. Yeah. You have every right to stop what you're doing, look at that person, and tell him they're going to get fucked. Right, you're allowed to do that, but so, basically in golf when there's not many people around. So I don't, uh, Dane has an issue with this. I have, I, I have yeah. an issue with golf and tennis and that being silent. I get it. They're the best players in the whole world. You think a little bit of crowd noise and a couple of claps wouldn't put them off. They're the best players in the world. They should fucking deal, go under pressure. I agree with that. I agree with that. If it was just murmuring noise, like there is at the footy, or music, like no, same get the quarter time, or a little bit of music, it wouldn't be an issue. I'd love the music actually. I yeah, like, the music I, would work. If, if the golf, if the Australian Open of the golf did end up being like Flemington Carnival, and they had like marquees and people, there, I'd you, go to the golf. I don't, yes, you know, like that's what that's what <laughs> the Australian <laughs> Masters used to be like. So exactly. the Australian Masters used to, we used to have oh, five drink. stories on the last hole, and it was just that noise. It was really it was that's my point. Like, yeah. Atmosphere was fantastic. So, but why, why do golfers need silence? Is uh, it just for their brains? Because my missus, when she's looking for a park or direct, turns the volume down, and I can't, I can't fathom it. <laughs> I'm like, why the fuck is the volume down? You got to park, or you're looking for something. Yeah. Well, I it's can't just a sudden it. noise. It's just a sudden noise. So Earl was trying to teach him to be a professional golfer to deal with that sudden noise. But halfway through his career, that's the only thing Tiger couldn't deal with. Yeah. <laughs> he would take the club back, and he would stop. Yes, and and they they go, oh, look at the mental strength of Tiger Woods. He was able to stop when he heard that noise. Well, his father had been training him his whole adolescence <laughs> not to stop yeah. when there was a little bit of noise. So the whole training thing went out the window as far as I'm concerned. And because the other thing, the, the, there will never be a documentary made on the thousands of kids whose old man yes. uh, pushed them too hard. Correct way. And they fucking ended up nowhere. That's, <laughs> and there, there, there should yeah. be. There should be. Exactly. Yeah. A documentary. Yeah. They go to th- Tiger Woods that. or even Andre yeah. Agassi or those type of – well, they, they were yeah, called well, Tiger Parents, aren't you they? You know, there is one on Netflix. It's called The Short Game. Right. And it's a documentary about parents and their young golfers. And it is oh. it is disgusting watching <laughs> what's going on there. Are they like dance mums? Like notoriously yes. stage good, good mums? Yes. Analogy. Good yes. analogy. And I know exactly what this is because I've got a young daughter right. who watches dance mums. They are animals. <laughs> they are so tough. Disgusting. Oh, They're wow. also disgusting. Wow, wow, wow. Can be. What they are doing. That lady in the wheelchair who's the boss, is that the one? Yeah. I, uh, oh, she, what's her name? I want to... She's so t- brutal. She's horrendous. And the pageant ones. Yeah, the pageant mums. Pageant mums. Yeah, a bit sick of oh, those ones. It's a yeah. lot. It's it wrong. is a lot. Dane, yeah. you're obviously going to be a dad in a, in a month or so, obviously, mm. your little one, um, who's nameless at the moment. He um, is. Will eventually pick up a golf club or a football or a tutu. Do you have any – Are you? I don't pick you as the dad that's kind of mm. going to go steer your child into anywhere. Is there anything that you'd like them to do? As a parent, any sport that you'd like to tag along Whatever to? makes the most money. So and I can travel the world. So, so tennis golf or golf would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can be a team prodigy in one of them. I can surf, travel the summer. Um, travel the, the summer. Golf. Send them my way. Yeah. Send them my way. I'll turn them into a champion for Thank you. you. <laughs> yep. I'll rustle some keys in that around. That'd be good. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's that. And then there's the other dynamic when, when the kids just don't give a shit. You got no chance. I call it pushing water, yeah. isn't it? You just can't yeah. make them interested. So that's come from, with, from within, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, it does. You have yeah. to love it. You, yeah. you have to, at some stage, love what you're doing. Even you know Bernard Tomic, at some stage, he yeah. loved tennis. Yeah. He loved it. Bernard Tomic wasn't 
what we know now of Bernard when he was 13 years old. I remember a clip of Bernard. He, he wanted to have the tenacity of Leighton Hewitt. He wanted to have the forehand of Roger Federer. He wanted the work ethic of Rafael Nadal. This was his saying on camera. Yeah, He's as far away from that these days <laughs> as anyone I've ever seen. Building up the OnlyFans account. <laughs> <laughs> when did you realise you really wanted it? Yeah, an OnlyFans account. To be a Well, depends. Well, as many subscribers I get. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I'd, about three years into my AFL career. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the difference. For the moment when I got arrested and thought I was going to be sacked from yep. in my first halfway through my second halfway through my second preseason. That was probably when I thought, well, fuck, I'm not good at much else. I'm not even good at football. I don't know what I'm <laughs> gonna do. But um you know, playing AFL is not a bad gig. So did the work ethic change? Or or did yeah. something just click in your head that said oh, I need to be more professional? A bit of everything. Um Camera phones come in, so like, uh, and the the world was, uh, the, the world was getting more professional. They were pretty pixelated. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got a pixelated head. Yeah, um, the world the world was getting more professional. AFL was getting more professional. I was starting to get left behind. Um, wasn't I didn't really play much, and then just thought that playing AFL is not a bad gig. And my old man just sat me down and said, "Listen, if you don't want to play, don't, but stop." fucking wasting your time and the club's time by filling up a spot in the list. So um, that's then I decided to, to – I wouldn't say I got put on the right path. I said I got put on a right-her path and just decided, you know, I'm going to give it a go for 12 months, see what happens, and gradually you know, I didn't become a good player overnight. It took three or four years, but I slowly got there. So when did you work out that all the rotations at Collingwood – Helped you and suited you like the shuttle runs because you would just yeah. run in, run off, run off. Run, and well, it's different. It's a different fitness, surely. Yeah. Well, that the that was tailored because of me. <laughs> now is that in true? No, yeah, that in, is fair income. In fair income. Yeah. So, I, listen, I don't want to say I changed the game, but I kind of. <laughs> I, just, I think you changed the game. Yeah. So yeah, no, that that was built on the strength of my running because I'm not like a Scott Penderbury or Robert Harvey. I can't run for on a treaty f- or run in one. You know, one lap or do a two k at the same pace. I yeah. I fucking slow down and then I go again. I, yeah. Like I'm, so I'm just horrible at running that one, f- and it's still a good good pace, but I can't do it. I just don't have the mental strength. I don't have the body. I don't have the fitness for it. So, what I was good at was, you know, running out for five or six minutes, having a break, and then going again. That's and they tailored our game style to towards that. it. And then it was also help breaking tags. So if you're getting tagged all the time, you'd go off. And then it was like, do they come off with you or do they stay on? Then eventually you burn them out. So not only did you change the game, in effect, now you destroyed the game. Yeah, exactly. Now unwatchable. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. Oh, good for you. That's man. why I got out. That's why, that's why I got out. Now I just put them all from the cheap seats. Yeah. You gave me a flashback there. So Croft um, and that era, Robert Harvey and all that, their, their way was to break a tag was to outrun them. Just all day. Like eventually they'd break them in the last quarter, yeah. because they were – even when Banger was – a coach with us, like he'd run on the treaty. He'd be running on an hour for like, you know, 18, 19, 20 k's an hour. Like he'd just be drifting. So I'd be like, he's fucking unbelievable. Like, I, when I can't run on 20 for a treaty for, you know, well, you do it at six, you do it for six minutes, you run on 2k, but like, yeah. you know, like for four, three or four minutes, and that'd be it for me. But I, but I could get off and run it like 23, 24, you know, you know stuff like that. Amazing. So, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. And yeah. I love Collingwood. I love it. Yeah, I fell and I didn't, ne- I never knew that. But that's so that's that's the way I trained because um, I didn't like to be out in the track. Well, <laughs> no way, especially in the winter. Well, especially in the winter, and because like I probably didn't look after myself as well as I should have on the weekends. And one thing I thought I had was I had decent touch, so I didn't really need to be out there. So what I felt I needed to do to get my body right was to run in the heat room and just do 
you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes of just like speed, you know, an hour, a minute on, 30 seconds off for 20 nice. minutes, then 15 on, 15 off at like max speed. So that's what I thought worked for me, going outside in the freezing cold. By the time I warmed up, we'd finished. I used to run around with my hands in my pockets and a beanie on. If the ball came at me, I just booted it off the ground. So, like, eventually... <laughs> that it was footage of you warming up that was put on Twitter during the week was, was the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Was good. Well, that's, oh, I was actually trying then. Yeah. Just, Amazing. Just a bit of a stretch of the heavies and everyone else is going flat out at it. That was great. Hey, um, so tell us about the connection with, uh, with Tiger Woods and how you got your break in media. Well... I had a very good summer of golf in Australia in 1993 and 92, 93. And not long after that, that, I really felt like I could be a top 10 player in the world. I was young enough and arrogant enough and had enough money in the bank to where I felt like, hang on a second, I can have a crack here. Uh, Video cameras were just coming in, so they weren't these (laughs) massive things. So you could actually put it on your shoulder and, and you could video your swing. So a lot of... The best golfers, Nick Feldo, Nick Price, they actually changed their swings and they went to a new level. So after that after that good year, I got to the last stage of the US Tour School, went over there, missed my card, played a year in the seconds, basically. It was called the Nike Tour. I came back and I looked at my coach and said, hey, listen, let's, let's change things. Let's, let's change it up. Let's get this done because I want to be a good player. And we got to work um, in 1995 and I'm just getting the hang of those swing changes today. <laughs> so I went backwards. I just went backwards very quickly. Um, five years later, I um, went over to qualify for the British Open and I led the qualifying. I had 21 putts in the first day, 22 putts the second day. That's unheard of. You can't do that. Yeah. I did it and led the qualifying. And that was a big story back here. Yeah. So three radio stations called me. It was um, KB on 927. Pig Jimmy and Rue Boy on, <laughs> on Triple M. And then the last radio thing was with uh, Ross Stevenson and Dean Banks, which was the number one breakfast program. And by the time I got to them, this radio stuff was just a piece <laughs> of cake. So I had a nice little chat. They asked me what else was going on. I told them this story about Greg Norman and he, he missed about buying this 747 and he waited in line for five years and he ended up making $5 million because he waited in line. They loved the story so much. They go, hey, listen, could you be our correspondent for the week? And I said, yeah, of course. No worries. I'm going to miss this cut. It's <laughs> <laughs> good as gold. So we started you know, making some stories up and that, that was going well. Right before the first round, now I used to know Tiger Woods just to say g'day. Yeah. Right, he would nod to me, and I would say good day <laughs> to him. Right, and then that was our little thing because whenever he played in Australia or in, or in a tournament, for whatever reason, I was either paired right in front of him or right behind him. So when we warmed up, we warmed up together, and we just got to know each other's face. I guess. <laughs> would you still get the nod today? No, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you'll understand why very very soon. So, uh, so I'm hitting off at. Quarter past four in the afternoon, the first round, and I'm really nervous. I'm having my sixth nervous piss before I eat off. I'd never played the major before. Is that in the morning or no? In the afternoon, I, was saying, yeah. I went and saw a movie so, at yeah. eleven o'clock. I didn't know what else to do with my time. Um, do you, so, do you, before, do you not warm up? Like, how often? How quickly? How early do you get to a golf tournament? Fifty minutes used to, was my warm up. So time. fifty minutes, yeah. And yeah. you swing for fifty minutes, then you get out there. Yeah, oh yes, yeah. You or chip, you just dawdle around playing, like yeah, playing footy. Yes, you dawdle around yeah. like playing footy. Yeah. 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 It's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd finish my warm-up. I'd go and have my six nervous piss. I hear some spikes coming around the corner. I look up, and it was Tiger Woods. Anyway, the week goes on. 
Monday comes around. I tell my two stories, and Ross Stevenson goes, "Hey, listen, have you got anything else to tell us?" And I said, um, "Yeah." I, and I shit myself. I said, "I can tell you about. Uh, I had my run in with Tiger Woods." And he goes, "Oh yeah, what? What happened?" I said, "Well, I was having the six nervous piss. Tiger came around. He looked at me. He actually looked at me and said." How the fuck did you qualify? I, I <laughs> swear to God, those big stupid teeth. Because he, because I used to watch him practice, he saw the way I hit the ball. And then he, he knew I was a hack compared to him. He goes, how the fuck did you qualify? And he had a bit of a laugh. I said, anyway, I, I, said, I, was, I was having the piss next to Tiger Woods. And Ross Stevens goes, and? I said, well, I had to have a look. <laughs> and he said, oh God. and? I said, well, I'm afraid he's more Thai than he is African-American. <laughs> <laughs> and, I've been, and I've been working in the media ever since. <laughs> so that happened in July 1999. Wow. So in answer to your question earlier, Dane, is he as good off the field as yeah. he is on the field? The answer is probably yeah, not. absolutely. Well, you, I'll tell you what, when he was going out with that skier, um, some, That's why he uses photos all the tricks. Surfaced, <laughs> some photos uh, surfaced of uh, Tiger sending some sexing photos to uh, the skier. Right. And um, it made my tie thing look uh, way out of proportion <laughs> because things have definitely changed. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> so who was the, who was your hero going up? Was it was it Sevi, Sevi Belasiros yeah, and Greg Norman? Right, yeah, they were, they were my heroes. Yeah, they were unbelievable. Sharks also going all right in that department. Sharks going new these days. Exactly. Did you see the latest one where he's walking his dog? Yes, what I mean. Carries the one wood. Yeah, the shark's going all right, isn't he? He's unbelievable. Isn't he? Like he's he's now a nudist. Yeah, when he was winning British Opens, if he grabbed his arm and said, "Hey, listen." Well, in, in, in the year 2021, yeah, yeah. or in the year 2020, you're going to start sending dick pics around the world <laughs> via a forum that's known as social media. Oh. You would have gone, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Exactly. It happened. It's extraordinary. It happened. I guess he's done everything else in his life and he's had everything else. Yeah. What else is there left to do apart from walk around with no clothes on? Yeah. Guess- How liberating. Well, well Colin, and he's got a decent, he's got a decent rig too. Yeah, How old would he be, mate? He's sixty. He's about twenty years old. Uh, Ten years older than me. Yeah, he's sixty-four. He's in great nick for. Yeah. Oh, oh, mate, he's in humble, yeah. ripping nick. Isn't he? It's it's amazing. So, um, so we became mates. We we were part yep. of the inaugural uh, SEN draft. Team. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I wasn't there. I should have stayed longer. Uh, <laughs> there's a bad fork in the road, but but you uh, had a great career there. But we. And we're uh, both Kuyong members. Oh, yes. 
So a few years ago, uh, I'm with all my mates having lunch by myself after a workout <laughs> and just having a coffee and reading the paper. <laughs> and, and and you walk in and normally we we friendly Reverse, and, yeah. and you, you you pretty much gave me nothing, oh. which surprised me. And uh, <laughs> and I'll be frank, I thought you wouldn't have held a grudge or taken that personally <laughs> at all, would you? Is Ralph? that on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who did, did <laughs> tag you? Well, to be honest, I, I my my one question to myself was, what's up his house? Mm. Uh, and well, and I've, I've, you the, found the, out. Yeah, what was up your ass? Uh, a big tumour. I had uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you the story. Um, in 2018, uh, when I wiped my bum, I used to see a little bit of red blood. And I went to the doctor because I've got a family and I look after my kids and everything. I want to make sure I'm around. And the doctor checked me out. She put her finger right up my ass and had a good look around. And couldn't find anything. And she looked at me and said, listen, you haven't lost any weight, have you? And I said, no. She goes, well, it's not cancer. It must be just hemorrhoids. Go get this hemorrhoid cream and you'll be right. So I did and it fixed it. I didn't bleed for a while. And then I started bleeding again towards the end of the year. And I was driving in my car, not thinking any of it, because I was healthy and fit and never been sick a day in my whole life. And I heard on our news service that uh, Australia was number two behind Switzerland for curing bowel cancer, and that triggered me. I said, oh, I'm not doing anything next week, you know, in the radio. I called the doctor from the car, made the appointment, went in there, she checked me out again, said, well, listen, it's probably time for a colonoscopy. I didn't even know what it was, what a <laughs> thing was. So um, we got that booked in for six weeks because it was Christmas time and everyone gets their colonoscopy during Christy. Anyway, the next day I'm playing golf at the golf club and I see a doctor over there and he owned a horse called Snitty Kitty. And I'd been winning some money on Snitty Kitty. A lot of money on Snitty Kitty. So I went up to the doc and said, when's Snitty Kitty running next? And you know, he said he's put it away or something. I said, and I was bragging to him. I said, hey, I'm getting a colonoscopy in six weeks' time. Just booked in yesterday. He goes, what for? And I told him why. And he said, oh, fuck, don't wait. Don't wait. And he made a phone call on the spot. He called a bloke called Ian Jones, who's the number one bowel cancer guy in Australia. Um, and I was in there the next day. And he said, okay, next Thursday you're having this colonoscopy. I went and had the colonoscopy. When I woke up, he, I knew something was wrong. And he came up to me and said, oh, listen, son, we've, we've found one. It looks pretty likely to me. <sighs> anyway, I had to get a test the next day. I got a PET scan the next day. And I got a phone call not long after. And it was the doc. Um, and he said, hey, listen, um, are you driving the car? And I said, yeah, I am. He said, pull over. Thought, oh, what's going on here? He goes, you're a stage four cancer patient. It's spread Jeez. to your lungs. And if I showed you the picture, because he, he called me and said, listen, you're in a bit of trouble. Come in. Come and see me. And, you know, you can see the one in, in my rectum, uh, but the one in my lungs, where the, so I had bowel cancer up here, was one millimetre away from being inoperable. So if I'd waited the six weeks uh, originally, I'm not here. I am dead. I'm brown bread. So you can thank Snitty Kitty for that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. She's living in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the doctor, the doctor gets me in the next day and he goes, listen, you're in trouble. He goes, I, I, he goes, I know you're a golfer, so let me put it in golfing terms. He said, you're playing for the tournament of your life. He said, you're in the last group. And you're three shots behind a champion. He said, we can't make any mistakes. And I thought to myself, I wonder if this fucking prick knows I never won a tournament. <laughs> 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 and, and I'm very lucky because 
those doctors and surgeons did not make one mistake. You know, I had radiation, I had chemo pills, chemotherapy, um, three enormous operations. I had a colostomy bag hanging off my, my guts here. There's a big scar all the way up to here. There's scars up and, up and down here because the cancer came back in the other side of my lung, so they had yep. to chop it out of my other lung. Um, and I've been clear, miraculously, for a long time now. I've got another test next week. So it, it is oh. outrageous what's happened. And I, it's not because of anything but the skill of the people performing all the operations. So yeah. I'm very lucky. Has it changed your life at all, do you think? You know, a lot of people ask me that question. I don't think it has. You know, yeah. some people will say, yeah, you've got to live your life. I, I never wanted to be sick. Yeah. You know, and I think that saved me. And because I was a poor golfer uh, going through for most of my career, if anyone ever asked me how I was playing, I'd say, yeah, I'm playing well. Yeah. You know, because you imagine if you say, how are you playing? Oh, I'm playing shit. I don't know yeah. how I'm going to make a dollar next week. You know, <laughs> you, you can't say that. You go, I'm playing well. And I think I took that into the whole period where how I, I didn't want to be sick. Yeah. And, you know, with all the hospitals, there's a lot of people in hospital that are happy being sick. Mm. They're really happy. And a lot of people in hospitals who are there because of complications as well. But my guys didn't make any mistakes. There was no complications. And I didn't want to be sick. Um, so I don't feel sick. And, I, and, you know, it just feels like a bad dream now. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't changed my life. I just feel like I've had a really bad dream 18 months ago. Yeah. I'm still the same dickhead I was three <laughs> years ago. <laughs> And I'm still selfish, <laughs> and I still do what I like every once in a while. Yeah, um, and, and, and you've always been on very good terms with yourself. Did you lose hair during it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bugger, actually. Really, every once in a while, like, oh, that, that little ballie yeah, up there, yeah. I'm used to that, mate. <laughs> dirty on that. Fantastic. Uh, and 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 this is one thing that you'll be very very proud of, Dane. Now that you're not dead, you're getting an urn out of it. <laughs> Are you a prostate ambassador or something? Oh, so it has changed your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I, I yeah. give uh, the Bower Cancer Australia a little push along yeah. every once in a while. It's because we're chasing their work. I've got a, a media buying agency at the moment. So I've got Ox and I have bought into this and um, we're looking for their work. So I get a nice little push along for that reason. So, you sh- so colonoscopies, males get them? Do you? Oh, mate. In America, they you know if you, if you are the CEO of a big company, you get a colonoscopy when you're 45 years old. Go in and get it. We don't care if you've got any symptoms or not. Yeah. Here we get a bag at 50 and you're supposed oh. to poo into it. Now, that's not good enough. It's funny, you know, they they just done the first operation, which was get rid of 80% of my rectum. It's very yeah. hard to do a crap with yeah. only 20% well, of my rectum. I can imagine. I, yeah. I can promise you that. So I, I still have those ongoing things. Yep. But we got the bag like two weeks after that operation. That's not on. Yeah, that, that shouldn't be. No. You should get it when you're 40, and you should get another one when you're 45, and you should get another one when you're 50. And if you've got um, health insurance, go and get a colonoscopy tomorrow. Just go and get one. Yeah. Just go and do it. You got nothing to lose, right? Just go and do it. But as yeah, a rule, Sam, men are it. fucking idiots, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, generally checking. speaking, yeah. when, when it comes to checking, apart from us three, <laughs> 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 yeah, they go yeah. from one extreme to another. They're either like. Like too busy, too cool. I don't have time to go to the doctors. But then when they do get sick, oh, I've got a sore toe and I can't possibly do the dishes. (laughs) So they're from one extreme to another. They just need to suck it up, swallow their pride, and go and see a doctor. I'll see. Are you off the market, Dane? Uh, (laughs) Just from who? From From the doctor. the checkup? No, no, I'm not. I'm thirty. I'm thirty-seven in <laughs> Feb. Something to look so forward to. <laughs> the digital exploration. I haven't had, haven't had the. Yeah. I've had the. Haven't had the pleasure from a doctor yet. 
from a doctor, yeah. but anyone else. Yeah, yeah, plenty. <laughs> you don't get chocolates, you don't get flowers, nothing. <laughs> you hopefully get a clean bill of health. Absolutely right. So, yeah, so get checked if you're, if you're at that stage. Now, uh, of course, Mad Collingwood supporter. Yes. I've, I've sent you oh, some yeah. homework. Yeah, you have. I'll turn my phone off, though. Have you got it? Did I send it hey? to you? Yeah, would you want me to? I'll the greatest ever. It's the Mark Allen team of the century. Yes. Oh, great. The, the team of the 20s. From the two thousands, or you just from the seventies onwards, you know, since you've been around, since you've been watching, since I've been watching the pies, so you got to run. Just I hope so. Oh, you are on this podcast. You're on the bench. You got to run. Well, I'll I'll say from the back line. Yeah, go on. Yeah, controversial start and controversial finish. First letter, and you can L. Leon Davis. Well done. Yes. G. Oh, I wasn't it. thinking and that. That was only on the back of. <laughs> I was going to say he played one. He played one so year played, down back. I know, and he was an all Australian. <laughs> oh, well, well, you, you got me. He made you, Did he make your off air, off off ground t- team of the century? I want to hear that one too. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I just had a major fun. crush on him as a kid. He was not on my yeah. wall on a poster. Madge, he's very good. No, well, don't let him see. Oh, no, no, no. He has to guess them. G was the fullback. I've seen that one. Gary Pert. Gary Pert. M, the other back pocket. Played well in 1990 Grand Final. Michael Christian, maybe? Correct weight. Uh, Jay takes James a... James Clement? Yeah, well, he's the centre half back. Okay. The half back flank. Uh, how old? Uh, like, what? He's 31. He wants to play golf with me next week. He's copied your sleeves. Oh. Uh, um, um, takes a big mark. Jeremy Howe. Correct. Uh, <laughs> D. I'm going to ask who the best AFL player golfer is in a, in a bit. Yeah, uh, no, Jack Rewalt. Is he? Uh, yeah, he's very good. Really? Um, really? Another modern player still playing. D? D. Still playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, <laughs> you laughing at it. Still playing for the pies? Off half yes. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off half back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no, he's not playing anymore. Darcy Moore. Darcy Moore, yeah, okay. Oh, All right. oh okay. On the wing. They used to call him Racehorse. Great Jules with Robbie Flower, yeah? No. Number one, Ricky Barham. Ricky Barham. Star. This is from a 70s player. Yeah. Uh, S. Pendles. Yes. <laughs> uh, another Scott S. Collingwood. Steel. Yes. Steel side. You know, I'm related. We've got the same. Our grandmothers were sisters. Oh. Are they? Yeah. 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 Cousin yeah. Steel. How's he hit him? Did you play golf with him? Uh, no, but my brother has. He reckons he goes all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes okay. Ah. Uh, used to be a hairdresser. Robbie Tarrant. No. <laughs> and it's Chris. Oh, Chris. Uh, Robbie, Robbie plays for North. Uh, <laughs> Renee Kink. Yes. Uh, correct right. Loved him. Uh, the so I'm room for 236s on this team. Well, have you got Sav? <laughs> okay, you probably got Sav as well. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's three. Got, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, got Guy Richards in there? Centre forward. T. Peter Moore? No. Four clubs. Yeah. Uh, fabulous. They used to call Phil Carmen. Is he centre forward? Yes, at yeah. only six foot one. I was going to say, I thought he was. Uh, played enough. 14 games his first year and came second in the Brownlow. Very talented people. Loser. Who doesn't <laughs> who come second in the Brownlow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, T. Ooh. Travis Cloak? Yes, on the other half forward really? flank. Really? Kink, Carmen, Cloak. <laughs> Your face there. All right. Right, A. A for the forward pocket. Um, Did a little shimmy. Uh, uh, did yeah. yeah. Uh, S, you've already got number thirty-six. Uh, Vario yeah. and P, the other forward pocket. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? He was just a. He was close. Close hard. to thirty-six. Um, Macedonian. Oh, Peter Dacos. Peter Dacos. Yeah. <laughs> right, Ruckman. I put P more. Yeah. Uh, was that a close decision? Yes, it was. With was Grundy. It? Yeah. yeah. Grundy's on the bench though. I slipped okay. him in there. Oh. Uh, N. Rock yeah, over. Nathan. Nathan. You. Yeah. 
Well done. Well done for making my turn. Thanks, Thanks mate. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> uh, uh, what, for the bench, Paul LeCurio. Yep. T. Shaw. Can't leave him out. Yep. Um, and my last man in, S. Scotty Burns? No, but the same Scotty. <laughs> Scotty coming. Scotty, Scotty coming. Yeah. 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 Good bloke. Good yeah, bloke. Yeah. He's, in. Good he's bloke. for team morale. <laughs> yeah. 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 Organises the footy trip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's good for. Uh, I'd better put that on our, uh, on our social media account for sure. Uh, now, have you got any other Netflix recommendations for us? Because Dane's finished it, so he's always looking for oh, something. You're, you're done. Uh, I was watching this one. It was like a French guy. Um, What's that one called? Luton or something? Yeah, Luton or something. Uh, is that any good? Uh, awesome. It's a bit Lupin. corny, but it's Lupin. all corny. It's um, it's dubbed. It, yeah, it's dubbed. So I can't have it. I can't have them dubbed. I need subtitles. It looks weird when they're when it's English over the person's actual language. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I saw it was dubbed, but you could, it's watchable. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. That's my that's the last well, one. Well, when there's nothing else on, no, there's nothing else. Okay. Uh, you get any NFL uh, review for us, please? No, the, you like the NFL? Yes. Yeah, it was good. I'm, I'm a Pats fan, but I'm a Brady fan now. But um, that was good. I was. I had the Chiefs in all of my all up, so I was shitting myself towards the end when Pat Mahomes went down. Um, yeah, not good. And not only like a dollar twenty, but I was like, oh, they were in all my all ups yeah. from the weekend. And then um, when well, fuck when he went down, was I shitting myself? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh no, I'll put them in just to be greedy, and they're gonna fuck me. Um, but yeah, I, I actually had a good weekend on the NFL. I picked them all, which nice. they're all the favourites. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, the Bucks weren't, but I only backed the Bucks because of Brady. Um, I think, well, I hope it's the GOAT verse, probably the only person who's got a chance of beating, of ever replacing Tom Brady's the GOAT, and that's that's mm. Pat Mahomes. He's something special. So, um, yeah. Who like, wins a lot? If Pat Mahomes is okay, I can't see anyone beating the Chiefs. He can just score whenever, literally whenever he wants. Mm. Um, but I'd love, obviously love to see Brady do it, but... Um, I don't think anyone's got the firepower. To what go position with. would you have played in high school? If I was a I, over there. Funnily enough, I think I probably would have played on defense, which is something that was foreign to me here. Mm. So <laughs> you don't win Brownlow points. Yeah, exactly. I think because running back, they're too big, and, yeah. and I would have got hurt. Um, receivers, I'm not, probably not tall enough. And they're quick, mate. Yeah, well, it's quick, Were but you? yes, but I, don't, I, I can't jump. Funny running style. To yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ran, when I was in the, I used to yeah, get, I come in the top couple for the twenty minute sprint, and Did then you? I ran like two point eight. That's five reflex. Or something like that. That's reflex. Well, whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> um, so I reckon I would play. I reckon I would have been like a safety or like a cornerback or something because Dion you would have been a good safety. Was Dion Sanders that position? Cornerback, yeah, corner, and uh, he, he played. He played everywhere. Receiver, and he hit home runs. So he, that's amazing. He hit a, he hit a home run and a t- it scored a touchdown in the same week. Yeah, yes, in MLB, that's Outrageous. like it's unheard of. Have like you seen that doco? Yeah, it's yeah, good. Twenty one prime, but um, yeah, I probably would have played safety or some lab because I think I could read the play. I don't have to mark it. I don't have to go up and jump with them. I could. Don't have to catch it. I could just knock it out of the hands. Use your reflexes. All right, there's, yeah. our, <laughs> there's our people for via Instagram. Send, send us lots of stuff uh, from Sneaky Two Six Nine. What is your thoughts on the Australian Open winges? Well, we briefly. Um, that, well, I don't know. Well, they should suck it up. They probably haven't, you know, read the tea leaves, but well, they can do what they want. I don't, I don't give a fuck if they complain. Like they're not probably not going to get anything. But if that's going to help them pass the, the two weeks, let them complain. All the way. I don't know why we. Have to print it and make complaints. No. Like people complain about shit every single day. I'm sure I'm the people. I'm sure the people who are in quarantine are still complaining about having shit food. It's just that they have profiles. 
Exactly. Which and make again, it, I can also understand their know, frustration. I just don't think it's newsworthy. As in, like, you would be frustrated in that position. Yeah. Right? Hit, it's not their fault. It was... Hitting the, ball against, hitting the ball against the mattresses and that. Um, Genius. Mm. Did you see the mousetrap? No. So she had a back roller and she had a glass tipped up like that and she put a little bit of crumbs and there was a mouse in her room. Did you see this one? Yeah. <laughs> there was a full-on mouse in her room and she made a homemade <laughs> trap. And her deal is she's going to throw the socks at the back roller and that was going to tip the glass over when the mouse, mouse was underneath. Oh, she's wasting her time playing tennis. That, that <laughs> one, I'll tell you what. She's genius. a genius. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. From Dino, what are your bold predictions, Nostradamus headlines for 2021? Ooh. I'll start. I'll start. Swan dominates at St Kilda City. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talk us through it. What's happening there? Um, yeah, no, so I'm going to go down and play um, a few games at St Kilda City. I was going to go down and play a couple of games um, before COVID hit. Obviously, COVID, I went down and trained for the first time, like, you know, in June or whatever it was, or fuck, it might have even been long ago. It might have been like in February, March last year before the thing got cancelled, whatever it was. And I went down there and um, St Kilda City is called the Peanut Farm. I'm not sure if I've talked about it on here before, but it's called the Peanut Farm. And I thought they were taking a piss saying they play at the Peanut Farm because I just figured everyone who plays there's a peanut lot myself. So that's, <laughs> so that's why I'd fit in. Like, you come down to the Peanut Farm. I was like, okay, that's a, it's like a nickname for an oval. you know. So I went down there, my first training session. Um, and it's you know, St Kilda City. So there's some interesting characters down there. First training session I went to, there was, so I think it was like a um, just one of the, Blokes who live around there, or a homeless guy, or something like, that, come on and um, was training with. Cause they let anyone train, which is fine. It was it's a nice um, community team, and uh, he got into a punch on with someone off the field walking their dog. Like the first train, and then the coppers come, and half the, and there was about forty people, fifty people training, and about forty of them all took, did the bolt. <laughs> Yeah, because I got outstanding warrants. So um, this was this was my that was my first that was my first hour down the training session. But um, yeah, my list would be fun. Um, I certainly won't dominate. Um, I'm, I haven't picked up a ball in four years. And when I was training, I realised there that um, my arms have shrunk and my legs have grown, so I can't bend down and pick up the ball like I used to. So um, oh, this might be good. Obviously, I'm having a baby in a month, so it'll be nice to get out of the house and keep myself sane by um, running around and. Trying to stay half fit and, and have a kick with a couple of mates. Uh, from Brendan, Sam, do you now get free shit from Rapid Tune? Nice. No, they still <laughs> fucking running that. Do not mention their name. They owe me an urn. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. I will follow that. If it is uh, recent, send it to me so I can make an urn off it. All right. Absolutely. Um, Nothing's for nothing. Really, uh, can Dane give his opinion on why no AFL players have come out publicly? It's 2021 for fuck's sake. About what? Well, I assume they mean... Uh, About being gay. Yeah. Well, they're an idiot. The first gay player that comes out is going to make so much money. <laughs> so much money. Like, And they'll be fine. Love, yeah. love, we're in 2021 now. Well, obviously, yeah. a couple of people in the Australia will be fighting with it because it's just, just the world. But, but that's their problem. Not but the AFL, AFL community, everyone knows like that law of averages, there's going to be a gay oh, a couple, few out, gay players sure. playing in the AFL. So not going to be a problem. I don't, I'm, I can't, I'm staggered not one has come out yet because... One, they're not getting sacked. Yeah. Like, imagine sacking the first gay player. Just not happening. Go on. They'll play forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> their sponsorship deals now would be incredible. And yeah. obviously, they'll be like, That's they'll, they'll be a hero in like yeah, in the, the gay community. community. And they'll be like, um, you know, they'll be the first of, I'll assume, many to eventually pave the way 
to become. It happens in the women's. The ha- like mm. the women are, you know, outwardly gay and like have come out. They're no problems with. It, so eventually, it'll happen like everything. Like eventually, it will. And it's just it's, we've got to wait for the first one. Then it'll be like dominoes. Then I'll be like, yep, it'll yep, be yep. Any climax in there. Yeah, no, no one will give a fuck. It'll be on the front page. Now. Yeah. Exactly, it'll be on the front page. People will just go, yep. Isn't yeah. there a character like in Little Britain or something? Yeah, like that, I, mean, I knew Daffin. it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a Little Britain character, yes. the overtly gay Damn guy, it. who tries to... Yeah. But, and no one gives a fuck that he's gay. That's right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. He's the yeah. only gay in the village. Yeah. And he always wears But that had been 15 years ago, there might have been, 20 years ago, there might have been a different reaction. But now it's just like, oh, who cares? Move on. Next story. No, no but also, I think probably going through the ranks, it's the society's changed as well. And by that I mean, like when I, you know, similar ages, when we played junior footy, it wouldn't have been a comfortable environment no. for a gay of kid course not. Yeah. to no. be involved in. And, no. and so they probably never even thought of playing footy. And now, yeah. now that... Society's different in that sense. I wonder respect. if it's going to get to a point where it won't be someone coming out that will enter the system openly gay, if that makes sense. Like Because mm. young kids these days, yes. it's so much easier for them to come out and it's so much more accepted. So oh, well, I yeah. dare say they'll go yeah, from Auskick into... Or, you know, or someone who's retired. Mm. Or the other end who's come out and goes, oh, I was played 15 years and has come out. And, There's and a few of those in the rugby circles, um, pup, retired um, yeah. gay players, but I don't know of any. I've all heard the rumours of people, but you know, rumours are just exactly that. Uh, from Simon, when are you getting Dusty in for a chat? <laughs> yeah. It has to be done. Dane, you're the only one that can pull it off. Lucky to get him a chat on the phone, let alone <laughs> in here. Um, he, well, all I can ask him. He's a busy man. He's a very busy man. From I, Kelvin, nothing's for nothing. I'll write to the tab to get Swanee's 1.4K for him for a cashie. Yeah, well, I still, haven't, I still haven't done that yet either. Do you want me to write the letter for you? Someone needs to. I can write. Ourselves. Send me the information. <laughs> six months of time, mate. I wouldn't even let him in house for six months. From Daniel, do you think Scott Pendlebury will pay 400 games? What's that, another three years? Um, no. Three years. What's he at? He's on a, he he broke just, t- just 308 recently. He broke Tony Short. I think yeah. he broke 316, so... Still four years, so he might be on. Say, say he's on three twenty five now. So, uh, what do you think, Mark? No, nah. no, nah. no. Nah. How old is he? Think? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but odds are that Go, he did. Well, if I was betting man with I'd say yes. Yeah, I just, I just, he just loves it that much, and Does he's he? and is he dedicated enough. Uh, no, he probably could. <laughs> I'll probably give him a lesson. But <laughs> the thing was always said about people that age, or what's he thirty three or thirty four, whatever he. That well, he doesn't have leg speed, so his game wasn't based on explosive pace. So he doesn't have that to lose. Yeah. So he's always been silky and smooth, and you know the game's in slow motion for him. So he hasn't. He's not someone that he, that his game's based on ex- bursting out of stoppages or taking big hangers. So he doesn't have that to lose. He's got um, that natural ability and that just that one pace where that doesn't really go. So I, I can't imagine unless he gets a terrible injury. I think he'll make four hundred. Yeah, no problems. From Blake Cook, uh, Ralphie, horse tips, thanks. Oh, oh, your mate who's just unbelievable, he's, he's got a mate who, in roller dice racing. They've got Erton, who's a star, a three-year-old. Mm. A, they had a winner at 40 to 1 in the Magic Crone. Williams, yeah. Crone. Mm. And there's a horse called Profiteer, I think, if you back it now, each way for the, goals, uh, for the Blue Diamond. Profiteer. 
profiteer. Right. It's nine. It's you nine, might profiteer dollars. from that right. too. Well, because there's yes. another good horse, very good two-year-old, but there's not many good two-year-olds. So I think if it, as long as it gets there healthy, it, uh, right. it's a potential star. Uh, from Tim, Dane, after having to be on the radio at 7 a.m. Monday morning, did you have a nana nap for the PM? Yeah, how did you first I day did. go, Dane? Yeah. I did have a nap. I was wondering, your alarm was set for 6.30, though. I thought that was very uh, very tight timing <laughs> to get... Well, they just did. They just in uh, Goodwood Street in Richmond, so it's not that... that Early in the morning, it's only a ten minute drive. So, I mean, it went all right. Um, yeah, it was fine. But so I'm on. I'm on for like fifteen, twenty minutes a week. It's not like I'm on fucking twenty hours a week. Like, I don't know what the big deal is. It's just I'm. <laughs> I'm just going in. Just, but it, it is early. And ne- next Monday is going to be the test because it's. I thought I had Monday off because I thought it was straight day weekend. Yeah. But the public holidays on the Tuesday, <laughs> and I, and the Conor McGregor fights on the Sunday, so. Like every other male in the world, you got to go and have Let's a got to go and have a drink and yeah. celebrate that. So um, I might be a bit rough next Monday morning for him. So um, Just we'll see it. how we go. <laughs> From Matt, love the new studio. Can oh. actually hear Dane now and can't hear Ralph. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Nice. Well, Ralph gets a bit of flack nice here. Mm. From CMF, uh, I want to know Swanee's thoughts on child discipline when they muck up. Mm. As in, like, should yeah, and what's what's going to be approached to sort of you know if you have a well, I don't know, but um, well, they'll be told in no uncertain terms that they're fucking up. <laughs> I've no I've no problem with giving your kid a smack. You've yeah. copped a few yeah. sprays, so do you reckon you'll be able to deliver them as well as you've received them? Yeah, yeah. if my kid's misbehaving, well, my missus will do it anyway. So she <laughs> whacks me when I'm misbehaving. So, um, oh yeah, I would. My kid away. Bit grab of him. leading team style, three hundred and sixty degree feedback, or just more Mick Mouldhouse, Eddie McGuire. Yeah, there'll be no peer. There'll be no peer <laughs> feedback, mate. No, no. It'll be coach to player feedback. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be one way traffic. Don't worry about that. Do you have any? Do you have any dad tips for Dane? No, I reckon. He, I, I think he'll be a good dad. Mm. I think he'll be a very good dad. Correct. So, so, thank I think, you. I think you've well. got a massive advantage You'll having well. the first one as a boy. I gotta say, yeah, because yeah. the, like the girl is a bit different, isn't it, Marco? Yes, <laughs> girls are monsters. Yeah, 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 Teenage different. girls are absolute yes. monsters. Yeah, you've done well. Yeah, thank you. Good work. Uh, from uh, from James, what was your most embarrassing moment in the AFL, Swanee? And I'll finish with you about golf. So you can think about that. Most, most embarrassing favorite? moment playing AFL. Um, oh. Nothing really springs to mind. Obviously, missing easy goals—that's embarrassing. But, um, but, but nothing. I don't think I've really been embarrassed by anything I've ever done. It's just, just move on and just keep going. Um, <laughs> it tends to be your philosophy. Yeah, exactly. But, but nothing. I don't. So I don't really care about anything or know what I have an opinion on much. <laughs> I actually had an opinion on flowers today. We're, missing, we're up the prayer market, and I, I think flowers are the most overrated, overused present of all time. I've seen them going. They last for two weeks. Cost you a couple hundred bucks, hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. You get some flowers. It's a fucking point. Might as well give them something like that lasts. I just can't fathom in my head flowers as a gift. Jeez. And and Taylor's response to that? They add colour to the house or something. Yeah, like. they light up a room. They yeah, do. <laughs> and they smell nice. It's so nice to come home to. It's beautiful. Not for me. Your Not most embarrassing me. moment in the golf course? Uh, I got off the plane after a thirty-five hour trip from Melbourne, and I was. The whiz kid from Australia. Yep. And I got the Texas Tech, and I needed to sleep. But the coach said, "No, come on, we, we've got to practice at 
one o'clock and we went there and I met all my teammates and they said, all right, you can go first because you're a bit tired. And they topped it off the tee. <laughs> so nice. They spent a, Did full, you a full scholarship on me and I got there. And How was it. college? I loved it. I loved college. As you see in the movies? Uh, Animal House sort of. Oh, it was unbelievable. In, in the 80s, it was yeah. r- ridiculous. So I, I went over there and I, I didn't drink. And um, I, for had, that, for, I hadn't had too many girlfriends. Uh, well, I was. You didn't drink over there. You hadn't drank. I hadn't here. drank much as a no. kid because yeah. you know I was just in high school. And um, after two years, uh, I had to I had to leave because I was an alcoholic. <laughs> 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 it was just too much. Well, uh, well, mate. Uh, thank you so much for coming yeah, in pleasure. and uh, and thank fantastic you. to see you healthy as you are. Yes. Mate, much more important than everything and else. Nice to see you guys still going. Good on you. Thank well you. Done. Cheers. <laughs> R.I.P. Come on. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.